Hello and welcome back to the Super. This week I'm joined by Fraser Wason and we are going to look over the Tiferman game last week and the Alloway game from Saturday at Somerset Park. Hi Fraser, thanks for joining me. No worries mate, thanks for having me. How you been doing mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, all things considered yourself. Aye, not too bad, mate. I'd been back at work, but I just got sent home on furlough again today, so back in the good life. Just play some we, we, were, we were back working working in the office, but now with the second lockdown, we're back, back working from home, so Aye. that is what it is. Well, it's been a wee while since we've had a podcast because we're united um, through no fault of their own, just couldn't play football for a wee while. Um, so... There was the Dunfermline game the other week, but there's not all that much to talk about in that game, so we will touch on it just now. Um, it was 0-0. Um, we lined up with Vil, Sinisalo and Nets, uh, Michael Miller at right-back, new central defensive partnership of Adam Muirhead and Jack Baird, and Corey and Bader playing at left-back. Usual midfields, uh, Murdoch and Chalmers, um, three behind the striker, McCowan, Smith and Walsh, and Dario Zanata led the line for the day up front. Um, we were in a 4-2-3-1, not the 3-3-4 def- uh, formation that the Dunfermline commentators seemed to think we were playing. Uh, no idea what the guys were thinking there, they were in the ground and they still couldn't see it, but there we are. Uh, game was a bit of a snore fest really, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't one for the one for the neutrals, that's for sure. And like like you said with the Dunfermline commentators, they, they were constantly referencing what the wrong permission. It was quite it was clear clear to see anybody watching at home could see that it was clearly a four two three one setup. But no, yeah. they you kept they kept quoting it wrong. But I, I don't know if they were maybe thrown by Michael Miller. Uh, Running about like a fan, uh, with no number on his shirt for no, the whole back, aye. Wow. Un- unable to, to place where he was playing due yeah. to the number. They kept him Jack Beard throughout the game as well. Um, mm. I think just because yeah. they couldn't see his number, they just presumed he wasn't there. <laughs> he started the game with no number, didn't he? He didn't have a number on. Nah, aye. He, he just didn't play with a number for the whole game. Um, he looked like a pitch invader. <laughs> like that guy who's uh, joined the Man United team photo for one of the Champions League games. So I mean, the main thing from that game, really, uh, two things. Um, Dario Zanata played up front again. Um, we tried this in the Betfred and it didn't work. didn't work again. Um, it worked better than it did in the Betfred games. Sprung the offside trap once and he dropped off out left to that helped us actually get up the park. But other than that, those two occasions, um, his involvement was was pretty low. Uh, <laughs> but the, the the more positive one was Corey and Bada making his debut at left back. Now he's a, a centre back on loan from Ipswich that we are converting into a left back. I believe he has played there before. But he looked, he looked really solid at left-back, especially defensively. Uh, in this game, we didn't really see all that much going forward from him, but I, th- I thought he looked he looked apart in the game. What yeah, yeah he, de- he definitely did. He, he, slotted, he slotted in at left-back and looked like he'd been playing there 
playing there all, all season. He didn't look look at the player that was making his, his debut, making his first first game for the club. So he was absolutely solid. As for Dario, yeah, probably probably didn't work, but I think it worked a lot better than it did again. Was it Hamilton? I think he played yeah, he up there in his own. It worked worked better than that. Still still not great, but. What, what can you do with based on what you had available? There wasn't wasn't really much. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough call to go, to go for them off from the start, and then if it doesn't work, you yeah. can bring on or do you try and use them off as an impact sub? Um, and he did during the game, and I, th- I thought when the Mo- when Moth came on, um, things really brightened up. We we took a bit of a stranglehold in the game at that point, and. Moff himself nearly rolled one in the corner. Unfortunately, now a bit of a, a trademark. Moff going on a bit of a run and uh, just putting it past the post. Yeah, yeah. I thought, as you as you said, when Moff had come on, the game the game did change change in our favour, and he did have he did have that chance, and I thought it was thought it was in. But that's that's Moff at you know, a hundred goals, and you're still no fans them in the box. Oh well, he's. He's done his bit, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as we were saying about Corey going into the, the back four at left back, it was a new central defensive partnership with Muirhead and Beard as well. Um, I think that was the first time they'd played together. Uh, I, th- I thought they looked pretty comfortable playing together as if as if it wasn't a new thing. There wasn't a lot of miscommunication or um, any of the more disastrous defending that we'd seen from from Beard and Roscoe individually uh, when they were a, a two at the back for us. Yeah, yeah, they were they were both absolutely solid because they're two they're two. Although Beard's fairly young, he's, he has like experienced. He's played at this level before. With St Mirren, he was in. He obviously St Mirren won the league uh, when he was he was at this level. So yeah, they were both both absolutely solid and we. Although we've been guilty of the the, the the capitulations, as you know, we didn't during that game. At no point did I really think we looked under any real threat. I conceded. I felt we looked we looked comfortable for the full ninety minutes. Yeah, um, I'd say other than the Moffat one that we've mentioned already, there was probably two other chances of any note in the game. Um, I'll start with Dunfermline's one. Uh, with Declan McManus had a absolutely hilarious mess in the box. Uh, it's cut across to him. He's standing in the six-yard box. He's probably just got to prod it towards goal. The way that the goalkeeper's moving, he's probably not going to get there. And he just he just wellies it out for a uh, out for a goal kick. But probably went out the wee corner of the stadium. I'd imagine the, the way they hit that. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do there. It did look like it was easier, easier to, it was certainly easier to score than do than do what he done as yeah. a as a talent in itself. So fair play to him. Yeah. Um our our main chance to the game uh was Tom Walsh. Um he's picked a, he's picked a loose ball up at the back post that's dropped down and he smashed it into the net. The goalkeeper gets it. But we just don't have an angle that tells us whether it was really over the line or not. Um, I'm biased, so I say it was over the line. And yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. But, but <laughs> so I, I don't know whether we've uh, whether we've been cheated out of it or not. I think looking at it, slowing it down, and everything, 
there's just no way of telling from the angles no. there. Morton had a, a similar situation when they went to East End Park just before us and they beat them and mm-hmm. the ball was over the line and it wasn't given. And um, you can see in pictures that a photographer was taken that it was over the line. We don't have that. Yeah, with, with the Morton one, it was undoubtedly over the line. But yeah, there's no way I was, there's no way I really, really known. I've seen a, I've seen a few angles and none are conclusive. It tells you either way. So but if the ref, if the ref or the linesman aren't a hundred percent, they really can't give it. No, nah, definitely not. Um, but given the way things have been going and the the games building up to this one, um, I was actually quite happy with the 0-0. Um It was pretty obvious that we were going to be getting a, a striker in, so you can put up with the no goals when you're playing with Zanata up front. The most important thing was fixing the defence and. We did it in that game. Um, so, yeah, I, I went away not entertained, but pleased with how we how we ended the game, uh, getting a point out of it and not conceding. But really, that's all I want to talk about with that game. Uh, it can firmly leak the first Inframbling game getting the bin. I chuck it, waiting to see. We'll just swiftly move on to the Alloa game. Um, so there was one change in the team, uh, kept the same shape. But we brought Dre right in for Dario Zanata up front. Yeah. Dre making his debut. Um, I thought being a proper striker and a touch of a physical striker, it really helped us getting forward. Um, they stuck um, Jameson on him for, and he basically just stayed on, on him for the whole game. Mm-hmm. And that then meant our three uh, supporting players, whenever they got up, if they all got up together, that was the, the whole of the, the Alawa back line um, busy. Whereas mm-hmm. the way that we'd been playing, there was always spare defenders uh, up to this point. And I think that made a big difference on the day. Um, the fact that the defence had all had a player to worry about rather than just like Bruce Anderson just miles ahead of the all the supporting players and nobody could, nobody getting close to them. Um, they all pushed up really well and I thought the movement was was good on the day. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And it also gave us an outball for it was your big guy for somebody to to aim to aim for who can then br- bring it in and get the likes of Luke McCarron, Cammy Smith, Tom Walsh all involved all involved in you can you could tell Jameson I thought struggled just with the, his fear the physical presence all all game and we got a lot of joy a lot of joy from him. Yeah, um, you could you could really see it. There was a total calamity moment. Yeah, there was a through ball played and he's running onto it. He's, him and Andy Graham are chasing for the ball and Andy Graham manages to just swing his legs around and uh, mm-hmm. just get a, a nick on the ball. But uh, once he's done that, he raises his leg a little bit just to just to trip Dre. That puts Dre off enough balance to bang into the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper <laughs> goes down, lies on top of him. <laughs> uh, somehow it was never a free kick. I'm I'm told that it's not a foul, but I'm I'm not having that myself. But yeah, you could just you, just things like that. We weren't yeah. we weren't causing calamity like that before with the, the strikers that we had and. That's somebody that's not Mark, Matt Sharp. He's not played since uh, the season ended in, in Ireland. 
So you'll need a couple more games to get up to speed, I think. But I was I was impressed uh, with some of his play. Um, there's definitely a sharpness to come before I, I confirm that I think it's a good signing. So yeah. yeah. No, like... I need to wait and see. But yeah, the, the first signs are certainly certainly positive that we could have a play in our hand. So mm-hmm. yeah, long may it continue. Um, so it wasn't too long into the game that we went 1-0 up. Um, so I'll just talk through the goal there and then we can talk about it. Um, so Joe Chalmers has got a, a corner on the right-hand side. We're attacking the Somerset Road end for this goal. Um, and he swings it into the box. And Tom Walsh and Luke McCowan have taken up pretty similar positions on the, the edge of the box, either side of the D. Uh, looking for the ball coming out if a defender gets there first. Uh, I can't remember which, I, I couldn't uh, in the highlights either work out which defender it is that gets their head on it, but somebody knocks it out. Right where Walsh is standing, so he just smashes it low uh, into the, the right-hand side of the goal and we're off to a good start. Yeah, perf- perfect start, really good goal. Really pleased for, for Tom Walsh to, to score as well. Obviously, he's been troubled with his, with his injuries and things this season, so I was delighted to see to see him uh, get a goal. And obviously, we'll touch on it later on. But I thought, in general, he was he had a brilliant game, potentially a man of the match. So, yeah, yeah really tough for him. Yeah, well, he got a goal and two assists, so yeah. I'd say I'd say he's pretty much got to be the man of the match in that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much to well, you know, obviously McCarran McCarran get two, but. No, it was certainly, if I had a choice, it'd be, you'd be my man in match. Yep. Um, but it wasn't, uh, we weren't actually in front for all that long. Um, Alwa managed to get himself back into the game. Uh, shall we say, for fortuitous circumstances. Uh, Dre makes a foul in the, the centre circle, just inside our half. And Alwa are... Nobody's like standing over the ball. They're all kind of walking around about it. And um, Peter Grant gives a, a shout out to, to Troughton, basically to to just go and leather all the ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was I was trying to help somebody on the, the live chat at the time, so I didn't even I just saw a foul in the centre circle, so I went back to it and never wasn't thinking anything of it. But that got my attention, and I looked up, and the ball was just sailing chipped through the air, uh, the goalkeeper's pedalling backwards and it just goes over him. Um, I'm told that the the low sun will have had a bit of an impact on um, on his vision of the ball flying in, but just a, just a ridiculous situation. I'm yeah. presuming that's part of the reason that Alawa switched ends uh, as well. It might, maybe not necessarily to shoot for the, the halfway line with a free kick, but <laughs> putting the ball up in the air and try and play into the goalkeeper's sight a little bit. I'm presuming that's partly to do with it. Uh, how, how is your view of this equaliser? <laughs> to be to completely honest, I didn't see it see it live. I've seen there was a free kick and I was on just look looking at my, my phone and then I, I I shout my dad was watching it behind me and he's she shouts what what a goal and I just look look up to see it's see it's one each. I've seen it, I've since seen it back in the the highlights and like you say there is he does get a shout like Trouton doesn't even look like he's going to go for it and then he gets a, a shout for the side you've obviously confirmed it was was Peter Grant telling him to, to shoot and then he 
he shoots and it's in. Just one of these complete three goals. It happen, It happens. I've seen uh, the keeper getting a lot of stick on the Somerset Road end for it, but yeah. it, is one, it is one of the things that happen. And on the whole, he's been brilliant for us, I'd say. So. Yeah, I mean... That one, I think. He, um, he made some big saves, especially in the yeah. second half. There was, there was quite a quite a few saves when Alloa really upped their game for a wee period. Um, and he he came big for us. He's, he's dropped a couple of things and he's maybe not quite got the crosses a couple of times, but generally he's been quite a good goalie for us, especially as a shot stopper. Um, I certainly I certainly would allow him things like that as long as we as long as we get the right result at the end of the game. Uh, you can have stuff like that and you make some you make some big saves as it goes on. If that's if that's one nil and that happens, it's probably a different story. <laughs> <laughs> nicer out for him bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it became became a wee bit back and forwards as as it does when when a team equalises. They uh, got their tails up a bit, um, but we managed to get ourselves back in front. Not too not too long before half time. Um, Joe Chalmers has the ball and plays in Tom Walsh out in the left. Walsh throws in a cross, it beats all the defenders, it beats Dre in the centre, and Luke McCowan's sharp and sees where it's going to drop. He gets on, collects the ball, um, Dick tries to, to stand him up, makes himself big, but Luke just curls the ball around him like he's not there. Yeah. <laughs> to the, the left of the net. Um, I thought that was a, that was a great finish, I was right behind it, it was absolutely lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant finish, and I felt it did come at a perfect time, because as you said, uh, it was like a, at that point, anyway, it was an end-to-end game, and I felt whoever got the second goal, it was it would have been crucial, and that it turned out to be that. So, yeah, yeah, great goal. Um, so, we, we we go in at half-time with that score, and pretty happy. Um, Alawa came out for the start of the second half, um, really, really well. <laughs> they had us. They had us under quite a bit of trouble. Um, created quite a few chances, and I was getting a bit worried that it was going to go to two, two each, mm-hmm. and, and see the the real test of the new defence. Uh, how that they hold up from that point at two each, but we we managed to hold them off and just took control of the game again. Um, we we got our third goal. Uh, <laughs> In pretty ridiculous circumstances, to be honest. Um, Jameson, who had spent the whole game just following Dre around, um, had le- left him alone for a wee while while he'd went and collected the ball on the left of his box over at the edge. And he's shielding the ball from, from Cammy Smith. And if he's got a left foot, he can just well it up the line he's got a right foot definitely he could just put it out for a throw in if he's not going to do but for some reason he just he back healed it to Cammy Smith <laughs> um, and Smith played it to Michael Miller who was alert and just made the run as soon as he saw that back heel he drove into the centre of the box and Stevie Hetherington he didn't he didn't hit him like really hard, but he did just enough to foul him. Um, and we get the penalty. 
it was just an absolute an absolute disaster thriller. I have absolutely no idea what was going through the guy's head at that time. <laughs> no, well, from their point from their point of view, it was a, a defensive calamity. Yeah. With- it was really, it was really good for Miller though. It was really sharp. He, he yeah, just knew yeah, to yeah. burst in and make the run. We'd obviously been told uh, from Wraith Rovers fans when we signed him uh, not to expect too much of him going forward, but he was getting up the flank in this game. But I mean, that's yeah. one of those. That's one of the times that he did get forward, and it made a huge difference because I don't think, I don't think we get the penalty anyway uh, for a start if Smith carries on with the ball because he doesn't have the. It doesn't have the momentum to cause the, the chaos yeah. in the box that, that Miller did running in. Uh, so, yeah, so Aaron Muirhead, he steps up and takes the, the penalty and he absolutely nails it into the the bottom left of the goal. He's kicking into. Uh, goalie goes the wrong way, but I, I don't think it matters which way no. he was going. Um, he's probably breaking his wrist if he goes the right <laughs> way. <laughs> An absolutely smashing penalty. I think the last one that he took for is was the, the last home game before the pandemic against Dundee. And I think that was his first uh, penalty yeah. miss, uh, the 0-0. And so it was good to see him get one in. And he certainly, <laughs> certainly deserved it for his performance on Saturday. I'll, I'll touch more on Aaron Muirhead once I've rendered mm. off the goals. But um, I really rated his performance. And I was glad that he got that. Um, and to say on the, the penalty, yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. Really, really good penalty. I actually think Adam Muirhead's got a really good penalty record. I'm sure yeah. he's, I'm sure there's a, a stat, and he's, he's not missed, he's not missed many, but yeah, great, great to see him, great to see him to see him score. Sorry, and I thought that that put the game to bed, yeah, that that was basically it at that point. Um, it was a it was a long road for Alawa to get back into the game. And while, while they were having chances and the goalie was making a save, it wasn't there wasn't really a danger man on the park. Uh, Troughton was deep, a bit too deep for for causing it. And Ennis Cameron, our ex-striker, making his debut for Alawa was the the main man up front for them. Um he ran about a bit more than he did for us, but that was really it. Uh, uh, there seem there seemed to be a lot of effort, but no much, not much end product or anything. Aye. Um so we wrap the game up with another goal. Um, Joe Chalmers just inside our half, the other side of the halfway line, he receives the ball from Corey and Bader. Um he goes to play a through ball down the line, uh, slightly inside uh, for Tom Walsh, but he doesn't he doesn't put enough on it. Uh, Michael Moffat's there. So he does a lovely wee flick just to, to help it along. And Walsh gets down the down the byline. Um he gets the cross in. It's probably probably his poorest cross of the day. Uh, he doesn't really get it into the middle. He just gets it to the edge. And Moffat is the man there again to flick it on with his head. Luke McCowan reads exactly where it's going, beats Liam Dick to the ball and just slams it home. And yeah. Game setting match. Yeah, again, brilliant, brilliant goal. A lot of a lot of the players were involved in the move. Also great to see Moffat been involved after he must have only been on the, the pitch two or three minutes or something like that. So yeah, it's great to see him roughly knock knock it on for for Walsh and then knock it on when after Walsh's cross to 
to knock it on for McCarran to, to put it home. So, yeah, again, really, really good goal. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've touched on it a little bit, but 4-1 does suggest that Alwa were, were terrible and they weren't terrible. Um, no. They used, they used the ball well. They just didn't have... They didn't have somebody to to score. Um, they brought on Liam Buchanan to try and change that at one point, but he, he never really got involved in the game at all after he came on. He, he maybe had an early touch and then you didn't really see him again. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it, was, it wasn't like a defensive capitulation from them either. It, just, it was just one of those days. We just had the quality in front of goal and just overran them. Uh, but yes, I said I was going to talk about Aaron Muirhead. Um, so, as I've mentioned before, I do the live chat for the, the streaming service at home games, so I get to go to Somerset Park. I'm very fortunate. Um, and I managed to pick up a couple of things that you don't get on the stream. Yeah. So, one of those things would be Aaron Muirhead on Saturday. Um he made an absolute massive difference from the last time I was at a home game um, playing in centre in center defence. He was just noisy, loud throughout the game. He was just demanding of everyone. Um, if, we had, if we were defending a free kick, he was telling everyone exactly where he wanted them to be. He was telling them where the line was. The line was him. He went to go, he went mm-hmm. to drop off and he was shouting at anybody that dropped off. He was keeping them holding that line. Um, he, he had a really dust performance. Um, it was really good to see because I know that some people think that there's a bit of hot-headedness in there because he's had a couple of red cards, but he he was really the glue that was holding the team together on Saturday. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. He's obviously been been captain at, at Falkirk, so he's got experience of being a being a captain, being a leader, talking talking the younger younger players through. Through the game, the likes are in the Corin Daba, Patrick Redden when he's playing, Jordan Houston players, players like that. So yeah, it's really, really, really encouraging to see him like stepping up and becoming becoming a a leader on the the pitch. And I've been really impressed with him this season. Although at times we've looked, I'm saying at times we've looked bad defensively, we've had defensive capitulations. I thought he's always looked fair, fairly solid. So mm-hmm. yeah, delighted. Delighted to see him doing well for us. Um, Corey and Bada, as uh, that you're mentioning there, um, he he had his home debut. Um, got to actually see him instead of on a stream. He's he's good. He, he looks a real mm-hmm. deal. Um, there was a, a moment in the second half where he he saw Stefan Skuggle take a bad touch in the centre of the park. He just stepped in, robbed him, and just went on a went on a really good run towards goal. The finish wasn't quite there. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't a wild, mm. uh, a wild lash like we've seen some of our players do before when they go on one of those runs. But yeah, I, I thought I, I was really really impressed by him. Um, he looks a real deal at left back, and considering he's a converted centre back playing there, um, I'm I'm very happy. With, with yeah, yeah, he's been excellent. Uh, the two games, the two games we've seen him so far, and that run you were just willing him to score when he yeah. when he skins the, the ball. He was it Jameson, I think it was. Yeah, skins one, <laughs> one of the the Alloa centre halves, 
and you're just willing them to score, but un unfortunately didn't quite have the execution when it came to the shot. But I'm sure if he tries it again on Friday night, it will fly in top corner. Oh, hopefully so. Uh, definitely, definitely want to be celebrating something like that in this household. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're saying about the boy Jameson when he went by him, it was like the boy was a traffic cone. Uh, he just, <laughs> just stayed by him like he didn't exist. <laughs> um, you know, the other debut we had on the day, we, we kind of touched that, touched that on the, the start, was Dre Wright. Um, I think I, I think he just needs a couple of games just to get up to speed. Basically, he had a, he had a good, um, a good bit of physicality in the box. Which, uh, the boy Jameson again actually involved. Um, he's he's trying to hold hold him off the ball, and he does the, the classic turn and shoot in the box, but he just can't get it on target. Um, but yeah. That was just a that was maybe a wee flash having watched these his YouTube highlights, that kind of thing's maybe something we'll expect to see a wee bit more of from him. Yeah, I seen I did watch the, the YouTube video, and obviously you have to take things you see in a, a YouTube video where I think I thought they could make me and you look like competent footballers at the end of the day. So yes. but from what from what I seen on Saturday, I was very, very impressed. Like I said earlier, they held held the ball up well, got other others involved was big big and strong um, had that chance in the second half where he just put it wide in the turn but no really really impressed and as as you said we need the more match sharpness he gets I think he'll he'll only improve and he'll be a massive asset for us for the rest of the season. Definitely. Um so that is two of our new signings. Um I've been banging the drum on this podcast since he made his debut, but uh, we also tied up Cammy Smith. Um, he has we made his loan deal uh, a permanent transfer to the the end of the season in the window. Um, Cammy Smith just Cammy Smith maybe been a little bit quiet the past two games, but he's contributed hugely since he's came in. Uh, I think he's, top, he's our top goal scorer, so he's. it was really good to see him getting signed up for the rest of the season. It was a good statement as well. So we weren't in um, we weren't in exactly great form at the time. We were in the middle of all our capitulation spell. So somebody that was in the team, had a loan deal, he had options elsewhere, he had the, the opportunity to go. I think Dunfermline was the, the opportunity, he had the, the opportunity to get out of there. Uh, showed a, showed some faith in the, the manager and his teammates instead, so it was a, a good statement. I felt. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I'm delighted, delighted that he's chose to, to stay here, especially when he had other offers from, like say, Dunfermline, perhaps other other teams in the division. I heard there was also an offer from a, a club over in America. So no, mm -hmm. delight, delighted to have him for the rest of the season, and hopefully, hopefully, he can just kick on. Uh, his future's sorted, but from what we've seen so far, he's been brilliant. Yeah, I'll just I'll just have to change my tactics a little bit uh, from sign him up to give him a new contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that um, and we made we made one more addition on deadline day. We got another player in from Ipswich on loan, uh, Brett McGavin. So he's a. Uh, He's a, he's a sort of deep midfielder. He, he plays in the same kind of area that the two that were playing in midfield just yeah. now play. I don't know uh, too much about him. I've not been able to 
have a have a look in Vice Scout and see what kind of clips there are of them uh, yet. But I'm sure we'll see him on Friday night in some capacity, whether he starts or he comes off the bench. I'm sure he'll be involved. Um, reading about him um, seems like the kind of player we need uh, for cover. He'll slot in and replace either one of the two by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, it looks looks that way. I had a look on one of the Ipswich fans' forums, and they they seem gutted that he's left. They thought he should maybe be getting a a chance in the first team this season. I think he's made made a few appearances and impressed in them. So I think it's a bit it's a, a big big signing for us, and some someone we definitely needed because if you've got Ch- Chalmers and Murdoch, who obviously the starters now. Michael Miller probably looks like he's going to be more more in defence, and then Mark Kerr's made it quite clear that he'll only play in a in an emergency. So as definitely a position we were lighting, and we de- definitely did need somebody. Then so yeah, yeah, happy to have him. Yeah, um, I think we could we could maybe do with another another striker. Um, I don't know. Mark Kerr was talking in his after-match interview, and he said he said there was money available. Um, whether that was for one player, and we've now used that up with Brett McGavin, or if there's still anything left over, we could maybe do with another body, just somebody maybe a little bit different to to Dre and Moff, because um, I don't think we're going to see Craig Moore this season. So no, maybe no, somebody no. in the somebody in the poacher mould like him would be. Uh, favourable, but it, it all it all comes down to money. Uh, whether yeah, somebody's somebody's available, whether we can afford them, whether we even have the money to, to consider it. Yeah, of course, it, it will come down to money at the end of the day. But I did get in, the impression in the interview because he, he talked about the it only been the international market that shut yesterday, yeah. and he, he was talking about how the, the Scottish one's open to the end of this month. So I got the impression that because you would you would think that McGav- Brett McGavin was probably already lined up at that point. I was like, yeah, I don't think that just came out of the blue yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I think that would all would almost be done done at that point. So I wouldn't be surprised to see another another one come in. Ho- hopefully, a striker, like you said, in the in the poacher mode. Yeah, and um, so. Other, like I've talked about the new signings, but uh, was there anything in the Alawa game that you, that you noticed that I haven't haven't brought up from my notes? I was just really really impressed with the the performance. To be honest, I thought that was probably our best performance of the season, or certainly our most complete performance. We were solid defensively, and we offered something something in attack. The only the only game that comes to mind that came come close was Dundee. Probably at home, but yeah. attack attacking wise, we, we were certainly that was our best performance in, in Saturday. And I was really, really impressed with, with Tom Tom Walsh, Luke McCarran, eh, Corin Dabba. There was brilliant performances all over the park, so it's cer- certainly a lot to be pleased about with the performance. Yeah, um, all that you mentioned, I uh, had a really good day on Saturday. Luke McCowan was actually, uh, we didn't mention it, but he was actually really good in the Woodson Fairmont game. Uh, it was probably yeah, one yeah, of the, yeah. the bright things to watch as well. He seems to be in good form just now, uh, which is good because I don't uh, I don't really rate Hearts fullbacks, so I reckon there was a, there was a potential on Friday night for him to, 
have a lot of joy down the right. Yeah, who who are you likely to have? Will it be Smith and Kingsley more than likely? Yeah, Smith and Kingsley. Um, they appear to be having a little bit of new contract syndrome. Uh, the pair of them not long signed new contracts and haven't been haven't been great uh, since. <laughs> Uh, they obviously had their absolute shambles day where the Wraith Rovers were 3-0 up, should have been four because they missed the penalty at Tincastle and they managed to get it back to 3-2 um, and then they, they beat them the, uh, in the midweek after it but um, it, it just appears that they are they are off form, those two in particular um, but we don't know fully what Hearts are going to be like. They made the they made all these unknowns signings, so they could they there could be players in any position. Yeah, it's be interesting to see. I think they signed three, possibly three in deadline day. To, yeah. To so it'll be be interesting to see how many of them actually start on on Friday night and what they're like. Hope, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, Robbie's hopefully complete done, but we'll, we'll need to wait and see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they're all the same kind of quality as Andy Halliday. Um, that would, that would uh, he's me. <laughs> right. Well, I don't really have anything else to talk about, so unless you do, I'm quite happy to end this up. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Just looking looking forward to the the Hearts game. We've been really with that. I'm quite fair. Sounds stupid to say because it's Hearts, but I'm fair. Fairly confident we can we can take something. I think it was yourself actually that, that tweeted we've only conceded three league goals mm-hmm. at home this season, and it's been two two penalties and a freak a freak bit of a freak free kick yep. on Saturday. So we're we're clearly doing something right at home. So we've got to be going in going to get in confident and hopefully taking something. Yeah, um, it seems. For all for all that we had some defensive woes at times. Um, no matter who's been there, um, we've we've been pretty good at Somerset Park defensively. Uh, some yeah. games we've lacked going forward at home, um, especially. We've we've not been so bad in the going forward away from home part. So it was it seemed that it, there was a wee bit of balance finding. Um, we were quite good, quite good going forward away from home. Quite good at defending at home. Probably preferably would be the other way around. Uh, mm-hmm. just, just for fans, if nothing else, because fans think that only home matches you have to win every single one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, as long as you're getting the, the, the right amount of points. Like, yeah. We've, we've um, certainly stumbled on a, a defence, I think. What, what The last two games, Dunfermline game and, and Alloa game, we've looked solid. So I think that will be the defence going forward until until there's an injury or whatever, but that certainly needs to be the, the defence we're looking to build on. Yeah. Um but like like you said, I'm actually quite confident about taking something from Friday night. I uh, yeah. I don't I don't rate this arts team. They might be top of the league. I don't really personally I don't rate them. Um again their new signings might change that, but I'm not I'm not convinced by a lot that I see from them. I, I think they'll. I think they will win the league, but I think it will be in the same kind of fashion that Dundee United were going to win the league last year, where you just you start off, you get the points, and then you just trundle over the line yeah. by any means. Um, 
so yeah, um, I feel quite confident. I think we will. I think we'll beat them. To be honest, they can, they can, cert- they can certainly be got at, and they've they've came unstuck quite a few times, particularly away from home. Dunfermline, Dunfermline away, eh, Alloa, Alloa away in the cup. They they both spring to mind, so they can certainly certainly be be got at. Um, might be a bit of a, a stretch saying this, but obviously we played them on Boxing Day, so we have come up against them. Um, mm-hmm. They they did score five goals against us, but there was a bit of luck in one of them, and there was a lot of capitulation in the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we scored three goals in that game, and until Saturday, that was the most goals we'd scored in the league game. So that was away from home, uh, a place that they'd been pretty dominant in all their games to this point, uh, until Race Rovers went there the other week. Um, so I, I feel that our attack has the number of their defence. Obviously, Bear is injured just now, so Pescu's in and his place at centre-back, but I think our, I think our attack has the number of their defence. Whether whether they're new players going forward, um, their attack has the number of our new defence, we'll have to see. But I think we're, I think we're in for, for a, good, a good night of football on Friday. Yeah, hopefully, 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 three hopefully points. Positive result. I can. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we won. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm the same. I'm the same. They definitely are the. I've said it a few times. There isn't when I, when I'm saying that I'm not impressed by Hearts. It's it's more because I don't think there's a good team in the championship. I think all the teams are about seventy five percent worth of what a normal championship team would be. Hearts are maybe a little bit above that, but they're probably not. Mm. Uh, or probably a, a bottom six lower end premiership team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would that heart, if you were to put that Hearts team into the Scott the premiership just now, they'd be in a relegation battle. There's no doubt about that, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm glad they're not because I was sick listening about it last season. So <laughs> <laughs> every week, every week it was something I had to even go and watch them during summer. It was crap. At least, at least you see them smash Talbot. That would have been that would have been nice. Yeah, uh, that was a. Uh, I think the best word to describe that would be cathartic. Um, after the the previous round where Talbot put us out, um, I got a ticket uh, to go with my partner in the the home end for Hartsfield and like the the bit that I enjoyed the most about that day wasn't actually them getting pumped. It was uh, it was when they thought they'd scored and it got ruled out. They were all up celebrating and they had to sit back down. So that was the bit I enjoyed. <laughs> Talbot tears. Yeah, Talbot tears. <laughs> right, well, thanks for coming on this week, Fraser. Oh, no worries. Thanks very much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good to speak to you. It's been a while. You take care. Yeah. Well, that's the end of this week's episode. Um, we'll be back the start of next week after the, the Hearts game on the, the Friday night. We'll look back over that and ahead. Thanks very much for listening. Um, just before I go, I have started up two new stores, um, selling t-shirts, etc. Um, one on Redbubble and one on Tee Public. Um, 
basically um the the profits from all the the t-shirts etc and products that they've got on there all go to the 500 club um it's not something i expect to be a big enough for them um but certainly if if you're interested and getting something like that i'll put a link in the description to for both of them okay thanks very much